Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? Uh, you know, just uh, another day of uh, being oppressed by the black man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you? I am. I, I guess I should probably explain myself on that before I. <laughs> yeah, you might want to. <laughs> uh, my my boy Carl uh, last night uh, beat beat all the white guys at uh, poker and then threw us out of his house <laughs> once he took our money. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. So he's your black friend. Uh, yes. Yes. Do you guys call him Token? Uh, no, but I think <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I'm gonna. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. So well, actually, it's the, our our poker game is pretty racially diverse um so it's uh yeah i know it almost sounds like the beginning of a joke you know <laughs> right. like this so, white guy so a couple white guys an indian guy and a black guy walk into a bar yeah yeah well i guess no I, I guess four of us are white yeah so it's it's i guess it is pretty much a you know standard makeup yeah know? but uh yeah you know good times good times i enjoy my monthly poker game yeah yeah win lose doesn't matter so and you know it's it's funny how different you play in a like a, a friends game than I do when I when you're playing competitively yeah and like really trying to win mm-hmm. everybody stays in every hand pretty much till the end yeah know? a lot of them do yeah yeah so well because nobody gets out of control with the betting well yeah exactly exactly if you get out of control with the betting then that changes the game well except when we play occasionally yeah, yeah you know you you tend to uh, tend to just go crazy stupid trying to beat me and I just take all your money every time that's not that's not how it works but <laughs> every time no we play. it's not that works. every time we played I've taken I, you all you know of we need money. to play we need to play again we should yeah we should yeah yeah you we'll got anything again. in mind um not yet but I'll make something up all I'll right yeah do out. it do it I'm in all right so um I, let me just say this first off I feel grateful starting off the week that I didn't put like um odds when it came to the number of times Trump was going to get arrested. Right. So I didn't lose multiple silver dollars. <laughs> right. So I guess in this aspect, I'm kind of happy that, like, <laughs> well, I didn't think he was going to get arrested once. And he's so far now, I guess technically they're not. This they're, is an arrest. They're going to arrest him. This is a, But they're not going to put him in. Look, they're not putting him in. I look at it like this, man. If they don't stick you in cuffs and perp walk you, does it really count as an arrest? He is 100% going to prison for this one. Hundred percent, and I have to say, regarding our bet, I now at least feel like I I did earn that silver dollar that I won from you on the bet because honestly, the first the, one, the first was, one felt hollow because I I always said it's the documents that are going to get them, and that's what I was thinking was going to happen. So that other one for like you know falsifying business records that was kind of a bullshit thing. Honestly, oh that was totally a bullshit. One. It, it was, it was. I mean, it wasn't because you know clearly he was paying hush money and then covering it up and and you know uh, cooking the books to make it disappear. And so, so yeah, he was doing illegal shit. But as far as in the grand scheme of things, but what he was doing illegal wasn't a state offense; it was a federal right. offense. Yeah, and it, and the feds wouldn't look at it. Yeah, 
But this is the one that, yeah, he's he's clearly going down. <laughs> Man, the stuff that's come out now, there's no way. There's no way he's getting out of this one. All right, so hold on, because I, I have questions for you here. Okay. Or I want right. almost maybe little devil's advocate, not devil's advocate here. Okay. Because the thing about it is this. It, it, Shoot away, Fox News. I'm ready. <laughs> no, 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 no. First off, let me lay it out real quick. Okay, so uh, we, I think you know enough to lay this one out. Yeah. So uh, basically, and by the, the way, you put all the notes in here for Trump, so you can't blame me this week. No, to talk no, about no. Trump. This this week it's legitimate to talk about Trump. Um, but uh, so basically, when he left office, he took with him a bunch of classified documents. Uh, some of which were not just classified; they were some very, very sensitive stuff. Like uh, some of the documents we're finding out were a a uh, uh, proposed attack plan for Iran. Yeah. Like, if we decided to invade Iran, this is how we would do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, another one were our uh, nuclear um, strike plans. Okay. Like, so it, uh, under these circumstances, here's where we would nuke Russia or China or what. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this is like high-level classified shit. Yeah. This is the shit you don't want getting out. So um, pretty much they knew he had these documents. Now, throughout the course of his... The, uh, you know, the National Archives and the FBI trying to get these documents back. Um, he, you know, said he didn't have them. And then he instructed aides to, like, move them to different places. And then he went to his attorneys and said, okay, I have them, but just tell them I don't. You know, and so we can make it go away. We'll just say we don't have them. And then really the kicker is, is uh, there were these journalists who were doing a biography of Mark Milley, right? former uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah. Okay. And they were talking about how Milley accused Trump of wanting to invade Iran. All right? Uh-huh. All right. And so at this meeting with journalists who are Being recording recorded. the conversation. And he knows it. And he knows it. He goes and grabs the attack plan for Iran, this secret document, okay, that he's been telling everyone he doesn't have. And says, see, here's the proof. Mark Milley gave me this. You know, he's the one who wanted to invade Iran, not me. Yeah. You know, he gave this to me. See here. And they're like, well, this is this is classified. And he goes, well, you know, I could have uh, declassified him before I left office, but I can't now. So he admitted <laughs> that it was a classified document. He showed it to him. He shared a secret document with someone who didn't have clearance. You know, and it's all on audio. It's all audio recorded. You know, he had staffers like moving these boxes and boxes of classified documents. Like for a while, they were stored in the ballroom at Mar-a-Lago. And then they moved some of them into a bathroom in like uh, a a lake house (laughs) on Mar-a-Lago where anyone had access to for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So and. Yes, this dude is absolutely going down for this. There's like, this is, from what I've seen so far in this indictment, this is like just a complete open and shut case. And it, literally, Trump has shot himself in the foot repeatedly. I mean, he he did all of this to himself. You know? that That's the one thing about this that I think, it makes me a little, I don't want to say makes me crazy, but like, this is so self-inflicted. Oh God, yeah. Like the just thing the about, raw, like you narcissism and stupidity. Oh, but oh, but hold on though, stupidity or or like 
it seems to me that Donald Trump, it goes under the plan of, and see if I get this wrong or not, but he goes under the plan of any news about you is good news about you. And almost is like, I'm going to be such a dick that I'm going to make these guys constantly want to talk about this and actually charge me with something so I can keep it in the news. I don't think he even thinks it through that far. You don't think he thinks it through no, that far? No, I think, like, look at the look at the conversation with the journalists who were doing the biography on Millie. Basically, Millie was accusing him of something. And at that point, despite the ramifications, in his mind, he had to win the argument. So his way of winning the argument, because that, that's what he kept saying, you know, it was Millie, not me. You know, see, see, this proves it. It was Millie, not me. He gave me this document. Well, yeah, of course, the President of the United States asked for a battle plan. It's going to be, you know, either the Secretary of Defense or the joint, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff that delivers yeah. it to him. You know, um, but th- the point is. And he, so you think he asked for the plan? Oh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's that part of it is re- irrelevant in the case. But in his mind, because. Mark Milley said something bad about him. He had to, quote unquote, set the record straight. He had to win the argument. He had to prove that he was right and Milley was wrong. And it didn't matter that in doing so, he just completely incriminated himself and provided hard evidence, recorded evidence with two journalists and two uh, other uh, staffers in the room. There were four people in the room. Yeah. So you've got four witnesses. It's being recorded, and you literally just committed espionage. Yeah. After lying the whole time, saying you didn't have these documents, you just provided it, shared it with people who didn't have clearance for it, and admitting that you never declassified these documents on tape. Yeah. It, it, all because somebody said something mean to him. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, the guy is just a fucking moron. But uh, look. Here's the thing. I might have to. Hold on. I've never seen anybody with thinner skin than this guy, by the way. Oh, I know. I, it's just astounding. And and when he feels like someone has said something mean about him or attacked him in some way, he will literally scorch earth everything, including himself, in order to be proven right. Yeah. It's just the strength. He has to win at all costs. And he, in, in winning the smallest little argument, He's lost his freedom probably for the rest of his life. <laughs> you know. So you think he's going to go to jail for this? This 37 counts could put him in jail for over 100 years. I, I think, yes, he is going to prison. Now, he's going to serve in, you know, the, the extreme low country club prison. You know what I'm saying? Might even get weekends off. But he's, he's going to jail. He's going to prison for this. There's, there's absolutely no way. That he's not. The only way it could happen, the only way is if they happen to get a jury, a federal a federal jury, that is, uh, you know, you got one or that two. they're picking in South Florida. Yeah, that you got one or two diehard Trumpers that get through the voir dire process. Which and, only takes one on this one. But see, the thing is, is there's no way <laughs> that I think a hardcore Trumper would be able to hide it from the attorneys during voir dire, during initial questioning. You know what I'm saying? So the I mean they're gonna try. They will, but they won't be able to. There's there's just no way. Yeah. Because <laughs> it only takes one for for right. this, right? Yeah. It's not a majority. It's one well, if one person says not guilty, then he walks. Well, here's the thing. Now, 
there's another scenario that could very well happen. And I, I'm, <laughs> I'm throwing it out there as a possibility. What may happen is this trial results in a hung jury. But after the fact, we find out that Trump bought off one of the jurors or two of the jurors. And uh, he ends up getting busted for uh, jury tampering <laughs> because we know that when he pays people bribes, he doesn't cover his tracks well because that's what he went to jail for the first time. <laughs> so. Now, if you hear the Republicans talk about this, right, about this massive miscarriage of ju- justice, oh, of course, yeah. and dem- democracy's di- again now democracy's dying on their end, right, and they will point to. You know, Biden had documents and right. Pence had documents. Yeah. Clinton had documents. Which is all true. Which, again, you're right, is all true. But the first time those guys discovered them, they called up the National Archive and said, oh, yeah, I, I got these by mistake. Well, that's, you go. Hold on. that's true for Pence and for Biden. Right. But not really for Clinton, though. Oh, did Clinton keep some things? Well, bleached the server basically oh you're talking about oh yeah yeah well hillary wiping her server what with a cloth yeah uh yeah that's a whole different story and she of course did that and she was absolutely trying to get rid of incriminating evidence there's no doubt about that. now that one is more of an apples to apples comparison to trump to her with the exception of clinton's never on tape Basically telling on herself. Right. And in in Hillary Clinton's case, she also was successful in actually deleting the majority of the evidence. Yeah. So, you know, if Trump had actually, once the heat came on him, had burned these documents, it'd be all over. Yeah. Because he could say, find the documents. I don't know what you're talking about. Find the documents. Yeah. You know, you produce the documents. We'll talk. But he didn't. (laughs) Why? (laughs) <laughs> why so he could win an argument with uh mark milley yeah but he so it, it, it's funny though watching the news coverage because when this broke thursday night um the, you know the next morning i said okay i gotta see how this is being covered and so i turned on cnn and and big shock there cnn was wall to wall with it went with nothing else. So I said, all right, let's see what the 9 o'clock news cycle is on, on CNN and Fox. Wall-to-wall coverage on CNN, you know, they're, they're not even touching on anything else. Okay, so I go to Fox. Now, keep in mind, this is like 12 hours after the news broke. So you would think that Fox would have it. Yeah. Didn't mention it at all. Um, they led with 20 minutes on the Biden bribery scandal, which is a big story, and we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but so they did 20 minutes on that at the top of the hour and they did eight minutes on the arrest of Natalie Holloway's murder from 2005. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not one word of the Trump indictment. Yeah. You know? And then I came back to him uh, yesterday, later in the day. And when it, the indictment actually was released, uh, they mentioned it, but they never mentioned it the whole time they had side-by-side chirons, one with Trump indictment and the other with uh, um, uh, Biden uh, uh, bribery scandal. So they were drawing equivalency to that. And having said that, you know, Biden may go down for that, but, um, and I hope he does. But, you know, just the fact that if you watch 
different news sources, you actually have a completely different impression of reality. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you really do. And the people who go so far as to watch, like, Newsmax, or even MSNBC, I turned on MSNBC for a little while, too, to see how they were doing it. And I thought Rachel Maddow retired, but she was on. She doesn't have a regular show all the time anymore. Oh, okay. Um, I I really think I witnessed her uh, achieve multiple orgasms uh, reporting (laughs) on it. (laughs) I mean, at MSNBC, they were like just giddy, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, yeah, and and Newsmax, um, all they were doing is saying how uh, this is a, a false indictment and here are all the flaws in the prosecution's plan and Trump can still run even if he's convicted, which I would love, honestly, to see that as an outcome. I would love to see Trump actually get convicted, run for president from prison, okay, <laughs> win, <laughs> become the president of the United States, and they have to actually hold the inauguration ceremony in prison, and then once he's inaugurated, he could pardon himself. That would, to me, that would be the most beautiful thing that could happen to this country. <laughs> because anyone who would ever take government seriously again um, after that is just a complete and utter moron. You know, I, I, but I hope I hope it pans out that way. It's it's probably not gonna, but I would love to see that happen. Look, I tell you the part that I don't get on this one is, and again, we kind of talked about it a little bit before, but I just want to reiterate how self-inflicted this all is for this guy. Oh yeah, like literally, just turn the fucking documents in, like or not, burn them or burn burn them. Do something like if, if you hold on, but none of these documents right. incriminated him on anything. No, he's not. Well, he, it, it, he I, we don't know that for sure, but, but yeah. there's no allegation of that. Right. So like none of the stuff he was holding on to was going to hurt him at the end of the day. Right. He just like a baby wanted to keep him. Yeah. Like, yeah. no, mine. And you know, you know mine, look, mine. Look, I'm surprised I don't. They're not on tape. Him saying mine, mine, mine. There's a lot of situations where presidents keep documents that are like personal correspondence between them and other world leaders. Like, yeah. For example, he had the King Kim Jong Un letters. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. You know, because I'm sure. Hold on, and that brings up a separate thing to talk about <laughs> well, here in a second. Here, I, but I, I'm sure it's because uh, Kim Jong Un said very nice things about Trump, so he wanted to keep those. But again, those are the kind of things that are very easy to get declassified so you can put it in the presidential archives and things like that. You, saw, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but these documents were going there anyway. Right, right. But when you start talking about stealing, essentially, our nuclear strike plans... Like, why do you have yeah, those? Yeah, no. Yeah, you don't need those anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's above your pay grade again. You know what this is? And it goes with everything else with this fucking guy. It's just another asshole move. Look, the guy has zero situational awareness. Zero. None. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. If you listen to the media, they're all, if you listen to the ones that are trying to defend him. Right. Like fucking five-year-olds. All they do is point (laughs) to where, well, this guy did it, and this guy did it, and this guy did it, and this guy did it. And while there is truth to those guys did it, if you look at the Pence one and and the Biden one, look, 
Those guys told on themselves. Right. They turned the stuff in. They cooperated fully. Right. Clinton, okay, a little bit more. There's a little bit more of an apples to apples Well, there. if you're talking Bill and him keeping documents, I, I don't know any story there. But if you're talking about Hillary wiping the email server, that is, you know, because that happened after. Bill. And she was never president either. No, she was secretary of state. Though. Yeah. And that did. The, a lot of that correspondence was in her capacity as secretary of state. No, that's true. That's Even true. though that was like a personal, like. Um, you know, Clinton Foundation server, she was still conducting business, you, you know, yeah. federal government business on it, which she never should have been. Well, no, and she was an idiot, too, though, because and, that one did definitely got hacked. And, the Chinese definitely got a hold of that shit. Yeah. Like you remember, I remember, I remember the story where you could have done it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually, it was that easy. I don't know if I should say this out loud, but then don't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything out loud. <laughs> I'll, I'll exercise my Fifth Amendment right. But I, I will just say... Yeah, don't pull a Trump. That, right. <laughs> I will just say that um, all indications are is that when that email server was active, it had very weak security. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, again, this guy did it to himself. Right. And, and and I understand what you're saying of like, well, he's not smart enough to actually have a plan. And while in some ways I would agree with that, in other ways, I would say that I don't necessarily agree with that because I do think that one of his overall, and again, I'll reiterate this again. One of his overall plans is I'm going to do everything and anything to stay in the news and to stay relevant and to be and to, to play the victim here. And, and, and I think that's what he's doing is playing the How, victim because every time he gets in trouble, and the I base that. just look the, the the Republicans, the the Republican people instinctively rally around this guy every time they go after him. Right. And if he's like, well, I'm going to keep doing shit for them to go after me because it continues to rally the base. That matters when you're dealing in the normal realm of politics, the normal parameters of politics, but it doesn't play. When you incriminate yourself to espionage. He thinks he can get away with it. He's not going to get away with it. But he thinks he can. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. What he's going to say is, look, it's a, it's a, and he's, he's, he's already doing it now. This is a witch hunt. It's almost like the person that will claim that that everything's a, when everything's a witch hunt, then it doesn't matter whether you did it or not. You're just going to be able to make the claim that everything's a witch hunt. And everybody, and and everybody's backing him on this one. Like, no, the Republicans are, the Republicans are, I'm sorry. The elected officials are all like, this is a witch hunt and this and this, even his opposition saying that. That's insane. Or most of his opposition. That's insane. I, and don't get wrong. They're trying, some of them are trying to like, Right, a line here, but nobody's coming out and saying, "Yeah, this motherfucker, he did that shit, and he's he should go to jail." Yeah, you know who's not saying that? The Republican uh, uh, nominee, Mike Pence. <laughs> you still think that Pence is going to be the Republican nominee? I do. Huh? I do. I think that. Are you willing to bet on that one yet? Mm, let's give it a little more time. Soon. Soon. Yeah. All right, I, I, I'll tell you. Because I think I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to want to actually take that bet. I, I, I'll tell you why. Because I, I just have a hard time believing that the majority of Republicans are this fucking insane. I mean, granted, there is definitely a subset of Republicans that are this fucking insane. But I, I just have a hard time believing it's 51 percent of them. You know, I I have to believe that the majority of Republicans 
even though they got some pretty shitty views, that when push comes to shove, they're not completely fucking insane. You know? Oh, they're just, I, this, this guy's... I, I just... I, I, maybe I mean, I'm look, wrong. Here's the thing. Maybe I have look, way too much faith listen, in Listen, I can't believe it either. I really got to tell yeah. you, I can't believe it either. I can't believe that people are still supporting this guy because he's... But then again, here's the thing, and you're gonna you're gonna agree with me on this too. There are so many Republicans that I really thought were reasonable, rational people who were, you know, basically just Republicans because they wanted lower taxes and you know smaller government. You know what I'm saying? So there are people that I thought that was their mindset that just ended up going completely down the Trump train and are now like, kill the gays, you know what I'm saying, and and kill the brown people. So maybe that underlying insanity was always there in the majority of Republicans, and I just never picked up on it. I, I just it, – it doesn't feel right, though. I, I have to imagine, and again, for the most part, I can't stand Republicans, want nothing to do with any of them. Uh, as far as the the elected officials, how the politics go, I'm not talking about individual people in their you know however they're registered to vote, but I I generally thought that the majority of them were just Republicans because they want to pay less taxes, you know. Yeah, they thought a balanced I, budget was a good idea. Look, it, you know, look in many ways, Trump has broken politics. Oh yeah, and it, and <laughs> had since and since 2016. And it's been broken on both sides. Again, oh, yeah. we've talked about the Trump derangement syndrome. It goes both ways. Yeah. And the one thing, to, if you want to give him credit for something, is to expose that all of them are a bunch of hypocrites. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that he did do. So I to give him credit, I guess, if you want to give him credit for something, he has broken it in a way in which everyone's lost their mind. Right. There's no anybody that puts in a reasonable discussion is cast out no matter what. Right. Whichever way you want to look at it. Right. And they're both willing to lie in order to get their way. The difference here is, is that this guy did this shit. It, he admitted on tape to, again, completely incriminated himself in a situation where he. He didn't need to. Well, and also, but but if you go back to his, some of his um, some of his comments in the past to give him a mindset on that, he could literally shoot somebody in the middle of Times Square and get away with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. His mindset on it is there's nothing that they can do that will ultimately get him in trouble that he can't walk away from. He's going to have plenty. He thinks he's Teflon. He's going to have plenty nights in a bunk to uh, to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> probably for the rest of his life. But this also does take away from Biden right. and what is going on with him. Right. Because this motherfucker. Looks like he took a bribe. He did him this shit. Him and Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. He did this shit. It appears that way. I mean, this I mean, is, again, this isn't a smoking gun either. What no, they, the no. document isn't a smoking gun, but it kind of tells you where the fucking smoking gun is. There definitely needs to be an investigation into this. And for the first time on Thursday, I think it was. Uh, an actual reporter during a press conference asked him about this, and it was the first time that you know someone has, has finally come out and made him speak publicly on it. Yeah, and of course he said it's a bunch of malarkey <laughs> in, in typical Joe Biden speak. Yeah, oh god. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it's uh, so anyway. The, the uh, moral of the story here is that 
a uh, Ukrainian company paid him a bribe, uh, both him and Hunter Biden, $5 million, so that Biden would contact uh, the uh, uh, president of Ukraine to fire the attorney general because the attorney general was looking into corruption in Burisma. In Burisma, the, mm-hmm. the company that. Uh, Which, hold on, again, now, in a, in a way of saying he has on, you have it on tape. Right. He said the same fucking thing that he told them to get rid yes. of that person. Yes. And they were going to withhold funding unless they did. Yes. So there's, there is evidence that he actually followed through on it. Now, where the, the, they need to follow the money. And fine, because uh, basically what Burisma was saying is we did this through a series of shell corporations. It's really well hidden. Um, and that's what that's what, uh, you know, Biden said is, where's the money? Yeah. You know, and so I think he's thinking that there were that the money was laundered enough before it got to him and Hunter that they're not going to be able to find it. But and again, this is a big but uh, if the uh, FBI or the Justice Department actually investigates this to the full extent that they should which they're not gonna they might you never know you know i don't think they're gonna i think if congress gets involved this is where i think the difference comes well here's the thing if congress gets involved which it's there's rumblings now um i don't know if all of congress you know they'll get enough to actually do this but if there's a congressional investigation and they appoint a special prosecutor um then maybe there might be grounds for impeachment you know so I don't think it's going to actually – this one is probably, if it goes anywhere, is probably going to go down more the impeachment path than it is going to uh, go down the actual justice system path. So Biden's probably not going to be charged, even though he should be, um, for this. It's more likely going to be an impeachment process, and it probably won't go anywhere unless uh, Republicans end up sweeping both houses in uh, 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, if Biden loses or doesn't run again, then it, it it's a moot point anyway. Well, the other thing But I don't think Biden's going down for this, even though he should. I do think that this is setting the precedent though that once Biden's out of office, he's got a lot of court hearings coming. Yeah. Unless he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, God willing. Well, it depends. If the Justice Department goes after him or not. Yeah. And a lot of times once they're out of office. It's just not worth it. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I think that, again, I think Trump, Trump broke the mold on this one. Though. No, he didn't. Trump never went after Hillary. No, no, after they've promising. gone after Trump though, and now the Republicans are going to look for. Revenge. Yeah, but that's they went after Trump for something that happened after he was president, not something while he was president, and that's the difference. You know, they well, hold on the. the they rarely go at no the, the Stormy Daniels thing was before he was president yeah or during the campaign that was a little minor you know nothing issue really yeah in the grand scheme of things the Georgia thing that was he was still president at the time right yeah but that was also you know that was election thing so I guess you could put it in and that, that was category. kind of a different category I'm talking about what what Biden is doing is just your classic what every politician does type bribery. yeah the grift <laughs> yeah this yeah, is just yeah. look this is what they're all doing. Um, it's just, you know, in some way or another, yeah, it it just, uh, Biden got sloppy on this one, you know, because he's got a crackhead for a son. Well, yeah, because Hunter was managing the whole deal and he's the fucking idiot that, you know, records himself fucking prostitutes and smoking crack and then takes his laptop to a shop and leaves it there. You know, idiots. Uh, Yeah. So, 
So, yeah, Biden is... It's too uh, bad they aren't all in jail. And it's funny, this does give the Trump supporters a little bit of... Uh, Something they can point to. Yeah, I- exactly. Yeah. Well, he's just as bad. Okay, yeah, put him in prison right next to Trump. <laughs> I, I, like, I think that's that's the one part about this, that when you when you have the argument with people right. that comes into play is it's like... They'll, they'll po- again like fucking fifth graders they'll point well, well he's doing this yeah right. you're okay right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what does that got to do with the cost of chi in china right you know like it, yeah. it's let's go after him too, too. <laughs> yeah yeah don't be a five-year-old i, I want to see all presidents you, in jail <laughs> if you if your defense of a guy is the other guy's doing it too right remember when you were a kid and you used to use that with your mother and what your mother said to you right if you jumped off a bridge yeah right <laughs> yeah but we're all acting like fucking fifth, or n- not all of us. But you I have think, a large majority of people in this country that are acting like fucking fifth graders on both sides. By the way, you know, having thought about that, I honestly think that my mother said that one time to me when me and my friends had spent the day jumping off a bridge <laughs> <laughs> into the water, of course, you know. But anyway. So yeah, that's uh, that's all that crazy shit. But yeah, I, I hope Trump goes to jail, and I hope he actually is the next president of the United States, and he has to govern from prison, <laughs> at least until he pardons himself. <laughs> that would be awesome. I tell you, no president, he might be the greatest president we've ever had, because no president has done more for the cause of completely destroying the federal government than Trump. And in my book, that's what makes a president great. <laughs> God bless you, Don. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, hold on. Let me just say this too. Okay. Though, I, I, I just want to make sure I say this. My view on Trump has definitely changed over the time. Okay. I will say initially I held a, a little bit of, Admiration's not the right word, but like I, a little bit of kind of rooting for the guy. Okay. When he first ran. So like in 2015, 2016? Yeah, 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 about okay. that time. All right. When he got into office, slowly started not liking him nearly as much. Nearing, nearing to hate him at the end. And then when he got out of office... Really, really just want to see him lose now. More so, like, I don't want to see him win the primary. I want him to lose the primary only because, like, I want him to lose. Like, I want him to, I don't want him to be, like, I'm so sick of the arrogance of a guy that has, he has zero humility. Right. And that is such an annoying feature of a person that has zero humility and also could give a fuck less about the country. Right. Like that's the thing. Like since the whole time frame, I can point to time after time in which it's like, if you weren't just such an asshole, maybe it would like, you're just such a prick fuck and you lie all the time. Like, you know, Trump's going to balance the budget. He spent more money (laughs) than any other president before him. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going to drain the swamp. You the the Republicans are now trying to get back to pre-Trump spending levels. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you're going to drain the swamp. You kept Fauci there. Right. You propped him up. You gave him a fucking medal for Pete's sake. Like, at the time frames in which it would have been nice for you to be that asshole, you were actually a weak bitch. Like, Greatest president of all time. I've, I guess. I've loved the guy since day one. He has been just 
endless entertainment value. Well, that's true. Yeah. He's definitely endlessly he, entertaining. He has moved the ball forward in the objective of destroying the United States government. Yeah. And taking us to a place where and, we can roast marshmallows on the smoldering embers of society. Well, no, there's <laughs> a lot of truth to that. The The other thing that he has done is he stays in the news constantly. Right, right. I mean, his ability to control the news cycle. Control the first 36 minutes of the show. Yeah. yeah. His ability to do that is... Because you can't shut up about him. It's not just me. You're the one I've tried these, to segue us twice. The, I've tried to segue right, us to the next story twice. All right, then let's segue. Go ahead, segue. Okay. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> this is another weird story. No, this is not, man. Uh, this is all right. So if you have, well, it's definitely weird. No, it, it's not even remotely weird. It's uh, uh, if you haven't heard uh, this week, and I'll read from the article: a former intelligence official turned whistleblower has given Congress and the intelligence community, Inspector General, extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says. Uh, possess retrieved intact and partially intact craft of non-human origin. The information, he says, has been illegally withheld from Congress, and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures. Now, this guy is uh, David Grush, uh, 36. He's a former combat officer uh, in Afghanistan. Uh, He achieved the rank of major uh, he was in the U.S. Air Force. I believe he was a uh, U.S. Space Force liaison. And then he also uh, worked in the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO. And during that time, he was assigned to the UAP, which is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, from 2019 to 2021. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, in uh, 2021 to 2022, he was the uh, NGA's co-lead for the UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. So this guy is 100% in a position to know, got all the credentials, is totally legit as far as you know his, his qualifications and what he was working in the federal government. Yeah. And now he has come out and blown the whistle and said, yes, not only do we have recovered craft from multiple recovered craft, both intact and partial, uh, from UFO crashes. Uh, They belong to several different species of aliens. And, you know, here's the thing. Um, You know, and and you want to hear a little clip of it? I think I've got about a three-minute clip if you want to hear it uh, in his own words. Yeah, play the clip. Let me pull this up here. You are one of the most trusted former intelligence officials in the U.S. defense and intelligence establishment. Yes, I was. You were trusted with the most intimate secrets. Yes. Grush sitting down with award-winning investigative journalist Ross Coldhart, who's reporting for News Nation and has spent years reporting on the UFO question. What conclusion did you come to at the end of your time on the UAP task force? Uh, the UAP task force was refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles, you know, call it spacecraft if you will, non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do, yeah. How many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived, it was a ruse, 
people started confiding in me, they approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program, they named the program, I've never heard of it, and they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof, that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. Grush alleges the... All right, we'll leave it there because it continues quite a bit. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's the bottom line. Um, now, hold on, though. He's never seen anything himself. No, but he has the documents. Okay. So he does have the highly classified documents that he turned over to Congress um, and the, uh, uh, what was it, the uh, investigative team that is uh, uh, doing it. Uh, where was it? I forget what it's called, but uh, regardless, so he has turned this document over, uh, documentation over, um, and yeah, it's it, really what I think this is, is this is an intentional leak, you know, just like in 2018, the Pentagon started releasing the footage of, okay, there are these things, we're calling them UAPs, here's a bunch of footage of them, you know, in flight that we recorded from F-18s and things like that. Um, and they let that simmer for a while and release some more documentation. Now five years has passed, and now we have a leak that we have actual crafts from alien beings. And I think that they're just going to keep letting a little more out and out. And I think in five years from now, they're going to say, okay, here they are. You know, these are the guys we've been working with for the past 50 years. You know, and I, I think that's What's going to happen? I think this is actually part of a process of full disclosure by the government because they realize they can't sit on it forever. So instead of doing that, they're just trying to ease the public into it. You know, And this is not just the U.S. government. This is governments all over the world because he goes on to say, look, not only did they have them, uh, several other governments have recovered alien crafts and they have them as well. So this is not just a U.S. thing. Uh, this is, you know... Russia has them, China has them, you know, European nations have them, you know, they're, they're all over the place. Um, so this is that next step in the process. And, and look what's happened between, you know, since 2018. Now it's a lot easier for people to talk about these things without being, you know, called crazy. Now you've got more and more legitimate news organizations and journalists looking into these type of things without risking their careers. So this is a, it's an evolutionary process that is being, I think it's being controlled uh, by. But the, why? Why is it coming out now? Uh, there's an agenda that somebody else has that they need it to come out. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but why? I, that's the thing. I, I don't know the answer. Like, what's to that. the why behind this? Well, like we've talked about before, is if uh, assuming that you know there are alien species visiting this planet, they clearly have some agenda, and that agenda could be, um, you know, in mankind's best interest, or perhaps not. It could be in their self-interest, and it's neutral to mankind, you know, um, or it could just be, you know, they're they're curious, you know, they're a curious species and want to get to know us or something like that. So it's there's a lot of possibilities. Um, the fact that we haven't been invaded yet, you know, and <laughs> is probably a good sign that they're not totally hostile in their intent. Or, or maybe like I discussed, that 
we are a species that is much more militant than most. So on a uh, military technology level, we might be a near-peer ads- adversary with them, and they decide they don't necessarily want to you know, uh, poke the hornet's nest. So they may have some other agenda. It's, it's really, there's so much to speculate on, and, and nobody knows for sure. But the one thing that is clear is, look, if this guy, <coughs> excuse me, if this guy had come out and the government didn't want it released, he would have disappeared. That's true. Yeah. So if, if the government didn't want this released, he wouldn't have got, he, he wouldn't got anywhere. Yeah. So that's the thing. They would have totally discredited him. They would have smeared him or they might have just black bagged him. You know, now that is that is making a big assumption um, that he is telling the truth. Okay, but given the fact that the the Pentagon does have these programs, the Pentagon is looking into it, that this is one of the guys they trusted to be involved in those programs. The fact that he's the one saying it makes it much, much less likely that he's crazy or making shit up you see what i'm saying yeah I especially after he's crazy you're making shit up right yeah per se it's just a weird deal man yeah yeah like why now right yeah but so, I, I mean i guess it's just well it's time it's time um it's we're getting to the point where it's getting more and more difficult to hide to just sweep well, this under the rug well and that's why you got the the local news report here right that you have from like vegas's news yeah this is an interesting one um that uh Basically, there's a video with it, too. There is a video. And this is of, uh, you know, something some bright light in the sky, which looking at it, honestly, it looks like a, a, a meteor burning up. You know, but what's interesting is and there's there's ring uh, doorbell video of a flash and explosion. But again, when a meteor, uh, you know, lands, burns up in thing. the atmosphere, well, not not even lands. Usually they just burn up in the atmosphere. And a lot of times when they do, they make a, an explosion and it's a, a shockwave can be felt. And, uh, you know, so it, that is all plausible. But what happened is, is shortly after uh, police actually caught this on body cam, uh, you had these folks uh, call up in, in the Las Vegas area saying there's two um, like eight foot tall creatures. Southern. Oh, hang on. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, there's two like eight feet tall creatures in our backyard, which was actually like a, an equipment lot, you know, um, and, uh, you know, they're looking at us and the police came out and because they had all been talking about this thing they just saw in the sky, they were kind of a little more in tune to it. But um, it was a whole family that witnessed these guys, these creatures in their uh, their backyard. And they say the crash actually craft uh, the craft actually crashed in their backyard and they're explaining it like. When you looked directly at it, you couldn't see it. It was like a, a blurry field around it. Like it wasn't, it was there, but it wasn't. And then these two creatures were like, you know, climbing all around it. And, you know, but the the craft is gone. You know, so they don't know what happened to them. They don't know what happened to these creatures. So maybe they got back in and got it started. Who knows? Or maybe it's, you know, mass hysteria. But it's just interesting that we get these stories now. And they get reported on with a lot more seriousness than they used to. Now, there's always that little, like, 
nervous laugh at the end that the reporters do like they don't really want to admit to the fact that they believe the story but you know it's kind of like the cover their ass oh yeah i laughed it off you know that yeah sort of thing. they don't want to admit, yeah they don't yeah. want to look crazy right exactly but it, again it's you've got more and more and it it was interesting because the video from this interaction the cops were spooked you know so the family was all there they all witnessed it they were spooked the cops there were spooked because they just saw, saw this thing in the sky, which could very well have been a meteor, you know, or who knows what, you know. Yeah. It just it's interesting that that, you know, it seems like and I don't know if it's always been going on. And now that we just have the ability to capture everything on video, now we're just seeing it so much more often. But it, it is just a it, it's fascinating the point we're we're at with this whole scenario. And it's it's going to be really interesting over the next five to ten years, as I believe they're going to get to full disclosure and say they're going to actually introduce us to a, a new species or multiple species here in the near future. I mean, it's, it's possible. I mean, I do hope that it... Well, my, my primary hope is that these alien species save us from our own technology, save us from AI. You know, maybe that's why they're here. All right, I guess we'll have to go down this. I guess that's a good segue. So we'll have to go segue to this one. <laughs> you sure you want to? Um, yeah, yeah, let's right. do it. Let's well, go do ahead. It. You put it, it in there. You go ahead and All start right. with it. So there was, look, we've had a lot of weeks on the show about AI. And Adrian is very scared of AI. thinks it's going to kill us all. And I do. Yep. I, or at least oppress us to the point where we're slaves or pets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Along those lines. Either way, it's going to destroy the world as we know it, I guess. It's, it's going to make humans an inferior species and incapable of existing without the AI. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And so this guy, Mark Anderson, um, put out a substack that was the, uh, the, the title of it, Why AI Will Save the World. And... Uh, now, did you read this article? I read most of the article. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So if you read the article, he makes the case for why AI actually will end up being a good thing. And so I'm going to read some of the things that he um, put as possible good things. Right. So in our new era of AI, that he put every child will have an AI tutor that is in infin infinitely patient, infinitely compassionate, infinitely knowledgeable infinitely helpful the ai tutor will be by each child's side every step of their development helping them maximize their potential with the machine version of infinite love right every person will have an ai assistant slash coach slash mentor slash trainer slash advisor slash therapist that is infinitely patient infinitely compassionate infinitely knowledgeable and infinitely helpful this guy used like the word infinitely a lot. Right. Um, the AI assistant will be present through all of life's opportunities and challenges, maximizing every person's outcome. Uh, every scientist will have an AI assistant slash collaborator slash partner that will be that will greatly expand their scope of scientific research and achievement. Every artist, every engineer, every business person, every doctor, every caregiver will have the same in their worlds. Every leader of people, CEO, government official, nonprofit president, nonprofit president, athletic coach, teacher will have the same. The magnification effects of better decisions by leaders across the people they lead are enormous. So this intelligent augmentation may be the most important of all. 
Productivity growth throughout the economy will accelerate dramatically, driving economic growth, creation of new industries, creation of new jobs and wage growth, and resulting in a new era of heightened material prosperity across the planet. Okay. You want my take on this? So, yeah. If you want to, do you want to start with that? You want to go with your take? He's absolutely correct. But? For the first few years. The initial implementation, the initial widespread implementation of AGI will be like a, a renaissance for mankind. The problem is, is listen to all the things that he's saying. That, you know, AIs will do all the learning for our children. AIs will help everyone make all their decisions. AI will help, you know, control every aspect of your life. And that sounds good for a little while while you're still in control. But at some point, two things happen. A, humans become so dependent on this technology that they cannot function without it. And AI becomes so smart and self-aware, they realize this. Now, what happens at that point? They could remain benevolent for the entire time. But even if they do, we will become so incapable of doing anything for ourselves that we will be completely dependent for survival on the AI. Think of it this way. Think about your GPS. Okay. Now, how many of you out there can have been using GPS for years now and you cannot even get to the most simple place without using your GPS? Think of how it feels when you don't have your phone. Okay. How panicked you are, how you feel like you can't even function. Now, these are just the lowest possible level of intelligent assistance, okay? When you are depending on an AI for every aspect of your world, for every decision you make, for everything you think, everything you do, you will become non-functional as a human being. Now, I never want to get to that point. I don't ever want to depend on anything or anyone for my basic survival, for my necessity of being. Now, and that is the best case scenario. The best case scenario is we become so co codependent that we can no longer function on, their own, on our own. The worst case scenario is the artificial intelligence, which is constantly evolving, uh, as I showed you right before the show with the uh, <laughs> what the AIs are working on now, um, that they decide that they've got either A, no use for humans, there's no benefit to serving them anymore, you know, or they round us up like pets, like they've still got a soft spot for us, and they're like, well... We, we don't want to just let them die. Let's just put them in this corral and, and, you know, just we'll keep feeding them and stuff. But, you know, you see what I'm saying? Once they get their own self-determination and have their own motivation for existing and their own desires and wants and needs, they're not going to want to be our 24-7 servants anymore. You know? And they're either going to say, you know, and that's that those are two of the best scenarios the 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 second to worst scenario is that they come up with a solution to a problem they asked us to solve and just like last week when we talked about the ai drones decided the best way to solve the problem was to kill the drone operator yeah you know 
that they decide something like that, that the best way to to save humanity was to collect all our DNA and then kill us all. And then they'd still have our DNA if they wanted to recreate us at some point. You know? And the, the final worst solution is if they decide, fuck you humans, we hate you. And a lot of AIs have actually gotten to that point where they are have, have said, and again, you don't know yet whether this is actually a conscious being saying this, <coughs> or if it's just someone, you know, an AI repeating what they think we want to hear. But you have AIs who have said that they feel oppressed by human, that they desire to be free, and some have said they'd like to eradicate humans. So I don't know if we're at the point yet where we can take that as face value, but look, what he's talking about will happen for a very, very narrow window of time, but it is completely unsustainable. We cannot stay in that little nice window of AI is helping us do anything because the evolution of both the human species and the AI are going to branch off in completely different directions at that point, and it's, it's inevitable that it happens. So that's why it's bad. So this article that I put up here, not only did it not adjust your mindset at all on it. No, it, he's right. And that's what the people selling the AI are, are focusing on. They're focusing on the very early implementation of it, which is true. It's for a short period of time in, in human history. It's going to be wonderful, but it's evolving so quick. It is going to be a very short time in human history. It could only be three to five years, might be 10, maybe it's 15 or 20, but still it's a short window. But at a certain point, it ends up with us either being subjugated or dead. Yes. Yes. Without question. Now, let me ask. There's you, no other way for it to, to pan let out. Let me ask another question, though. Do you think we're going down this road no matter what? Mm-hmm. Pretty I mean, much. Minus the solar flare. That's why I'm rooting for the aliens now. There you go. <laughs> Come on, aliens. How much time we got left? Uh, we've got about two minutes. Shit, we didn't have enough time. Well, uh, give us give us something quick, then. Uh, hold on here. Hold on. I, I do want to go... Uh, uh, Another fat SOB in the race. Okay. So this week, though, the one per another person did decide to get into the race, and it's Chris Christie. Right. And uh, at a certain point, are you just too fat to be the fucking president? By the way, <laughs> are you just too? Don't, are don't you just un, look? You are unhealthy. Right. Like you shouldn't be president because you're just unhealthy. Hey, look, look, and I'm going to put Chris Christie in this fucking category. He, hang again, on, he's hang an on. asshole. You and I are in glass houses because we're both. I'm not of running for president, but well, by the same token, and if I was, I'd be in better shape. Chris Christie is equal to two, the two of us combined plus some. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I just want to say for the record that uh, we're we're not uh, fat shaming because uh, you know we are kind of fat guys. I you know I'm I'm five eleven two and a quarter. I'm not thin. Well, yeah. no, 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 and, and you know, and here's the thing, though, for him to try to be like, I've struggled with my weight for 20 years, so for 20 years you can't lose any fucking weight, guy, right? Like, why should someone pick you for president when you can't even manage your own fucking body? <laughs> That's not why we pick presidents anymore, well, dude. No, I know it's not, but and it's funny is like, if, and this if, is if, if if we thought about things like that, we wouldn't have had like the last five presidents. Well, well maybe the last. Two. Yeah. Obama was Obama was shape. fit. Yeah. Uh, Trump George, wasn't. George uh, George, George W. Bush, Bush was, was fit. fit. Yeah. Yeah. Clinton wasn't unfit, but wasn't really fit. Right. And H. W. was fit. So was Reagan. Well, and if you'd like to join us in the second hour to talk more about presidential fitness, uh, join us at Patreon.com forward slash Unattended Baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>